welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. It's a real pleasure to welcome the lovely Caroline Marshall, founder founder of multi-award-winning VA agency Upsource to the show this week. Upsource was launched during lockdown in 2020 when Caroline was unsure of where she stood in her career. Pregnant with her second child, having previously been made redundant before her first child turned one. And that is a conversation that we're going to be having. Fast forward to 2023 and Upsource has grown to a 30 women strong business and lifestyle support agency. And the launch of Caroline's passion project, the Bump to Business Owner podcast. I am so thrilled. I've got a fellow podcaster. You're the first one. You're the first one. (laughs) Caroline, what an incredible journey you've been on. And I can't wait to hear all about how you grew up Source into such an amazing business. Let's start with you telling the listeners a bit about your background and how you got to where you are now before we kind of deep dive into the nitty gritty. Well, thank you. Firstly, that was such a lovely introduction. And thank you for having me. Yeah, I guess, well, to tell you a little bit about me in in the career background sense, um, like many who go to the virtual assistant industry, I have a traditional personal assistant, executive assistant background, Um, started off by temping because I wanted to be a singer at one point. So I always missed that part of my career that I tried to do. (laughs) Wanted to be a singer at some point. So kind of living in London, it's quite easy or it was at the time. I don't know what it's like now. Temping wise, just you end up falling into being a PA, which is a lot of people fall into being a PA anyway. Yeah, but yeah. It's always like maternity cover roles, things like that. So you end up getting quite senior in the PA world quite quickly if you like do the right navigating. So I did that and I ended up in the NHS. Um, but I kind of either always wanted to go private or um just didn't know whether I wanted to work in events and things like that. At one point I wanted to be a wedding planner, just because it's very transferable skill set and it does seem like more exciting than being sat at your desk when you're in your early twenties. But um so I did do a brief stint in communications. I really liked the team there. But then the pull of like leaving the NHS was always there because I didn't know I do actually still live in London but at the time I didn't know if I would And I just wanted to experience that private world. I actually, I just always had this image that I wanted to start for like a a startup or like a early stage business and see if I could grow that. And so it's really hard though to come out the NHS and navigate, even though it was like four years, which was great experience. They kind of looked down a bit, even though the PA, which is what I like about the VA world, because that doesn't seem to happen. Yes, there aren't any barriers, are there? Yeah, exactly. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. no it's so true and um so then I went to work for a virtual assistant agency as an employee actually no way yeah. oh who, who did you go and work for um oh wow I don't know if I want to say it <laughs> fair enough don't you <laughs> but it's quite easy to look up <laughs> <laughs> just because the just because the time there we might talk about but um so I went to work for virtual assistant agency as employee I was very employee number five and I always went there saying I really want to help grow the business because I can see like those two young guys I could just see there's always something that needs to be done in a business and I really enjoyed then working with the clients as well I worked with my first client was in the sailing industry my second was in the plumbing and then my third was in fintech and then I had a communications agency as well I just loved that variety and personality mix so I did love that but then I went into client experience there client onboarding because I knew that was the side I was good at and they had women my colleagues who are friends now fulfilling the recruitment and the operation size we all kind of fell quite neatly into these roles yeah and then um having a baby I got pregnant kind of like not very well timed I hadn't timed it basically and um I'd just been promoted again and how it tends to work in these startups is you kind of overwork yourself and it was that realization of like Mm. you get very sick and very run down if you do that while you're pregnant so Mm. quite a lot went wrong mentally went wrong and um I had to return to work quite quickly because we hadn't planned it financially yeah yeah that's how it ended in redundancy basically and um a role later that had to, I had to be furloughed from where I was just kind of at a loss and I was like okay I guess I'll start my own business then I was a good VA. <laughs> That's tough having had a first bambino and then being made redundant with pandemic going on and furlough I mean how emotionally did you kind of cope with all of that? Oh um thank you for asking yeah I remember when I got made redundant I was literally like I have failed I am like how do I do this because none of my friends had kids at the time so I didn't know that this was like an issue like a still still a thing like (laughs) yeah and I'd had quite a few career women in like family partners families so I was like well they've done it and but I think it was more in the past you did it but didn't talk about it you just did it the man's way whereas now we're more about we're talking about it and like just getting more of that but and it's unacceptable now exactly and I had some friends who had baby like um some of my husband's friends I remember I went to an event just after I got made redundant and she was she had a kid and she was like that is not what you need and I was like yes it is not what you need before your child has turned one is to be made redundant and um I did kind of recover from that I think maybe the next role I went to it wasn't a right fit anyway for my personality Mm -hmm. but I think I remember I think I did have trust issues going into it as well because of my redundancy yeah I'm sure yeah yeah I I think it really and there was a lot of stuff that took its toll on me mentally and all honesty from you know loneliness at work loneliness around my peers friendship groups so I think when I got made furloughed I was like no one gets me I was like, like in my peer group and and that's where I think that's the where the VA world helped me mm-hmm. a lot because you see then there's this whole online world and yeah. especially mothers women who it's are not so supportive in. isn't it yeah it is yeah. It's really supportive. I've I've had the misfortune of being made redundant once in in my sort of career I guess and still to this day when I think about it it still makes me feel anxious it still makes me question my 
own capabilities. It's bizarre. And and that's, you know, 20 something years ago. Um, so I wonder if it's, ago. if it's because how they do it as well, like it, quite yeah. frankly, how they did it was really quite appalling. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it was at the end of the day, there was a team there. I was fa- in a glass room facing everyone. Like it was very exposed and open. And I actually got on a call with someone, oh, another female founder, like when I was setting up UpSource, I was just attending some online networking. Yeah, she yeah. Say, she'd literally run away from the people who'd made her redundant in Waitrose once because she just couldn't face and this was like this is a strong businesswoman with a great community and I was like okay because I was a bit I think a bit teary with my in my second pregnancy so couldn't handle the emotion that came and she was like don't worry like it I I've literally run away from my past employers who made me redundant yeah I think if I had ever had the misfortune of bumping to any of them again I would have done exactly the same I mean it was just it it really does It, it has an effect that actually nobody considers and I had the misfortune of being marched to my desk and made to pack up my desk and walk through the whole office and out the front door as well it's it's when you have to walk past everyone grab your stuff head down and it's a security guard lurking on your sort of left shoulder like I've been a criminal I mean you know it is it's like you've done something wrong and then uh, for us for me I wasn't meant to tell anyone obviously I ended up telling I had quite close friends there Exactly. And I was, I was like, I had a, I had people I lines managed, and I'm like, what are they supposed to think that I've just disappeared? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you, you're. I can clearly tell that you've got a huge amount of resilience because not only did you cope with all of that, you then cope with being furloughed, and immediately in the height of the pandemic and sort of early days, 2020 upsource was born yes my third bit two and a half second amazing achievement (laughs) absolutely amazing just sort of kind of run through how challenging it was to set up a business in the height of a pandemic I mean you know that's no easy feat no and I was pregnant and in my first trimester I get really bad sickness and I was the main carer so like to be fair to you my husband was at (laughs) my husband was at home working so it's you know I had the privilege of that like he wasn't a key worker like some of my friend's husbands or and he did give me like we had the swap over time at four o'clock where he'd have a break and I either had a bath or did a bit of business work and literally my child would be like bye because he'd be bored of me (laughs) and I'd be like see you later too see you for tea time (laughs) and and so I was See, I'm going to be honest, I was very slow with it mm. <laughs> in the pandemic, but I had a goal. And so there were things like my website and stuff. I had a little bit of money I could invest. I think it was like a thousand pounds. So I invested in someone to help me on my website. My yeah. best friend is a lawyer. So he did my contracts. Mm. And yeah, I know. Great. Yes, friend. it's who you know, not what you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I went through a finance plan with my dad, who's an accountant. And it's okay. so. I, I asked for help everywhere, including the help of my husband when, you know, things, emotional support from my mum. And yeah. I had one client who was 10 hours per month, who was great because she worked in content. So initially, not our client base now, initially it was like quite creatives, copywriters and things. And okay. we're yeah. doing really well during the pandemic. So yeah. <laughs> it was a good... <laughs> lots of business. 
<laughs> it was a good so she was great and just like shouted about me so she got me a few clients and then I reached out to an old client and they came on board so by the time I decided to launch which was when my kids could go back to nursery so I could yeah. work yeah um, which was July I um had my clients basically to work on which was um you know really so I say August actually for that because I took on another one yeah to set them up well to then basically take maternity leave and hand them over <laughs> I, I I honestly have the utmost respect for you for doing that I mean that's that's tough that's a tough gig for for a woman with small baby and all that sort of thing the other thing that I really tapped into there was that whole thing of people that you know who can help and support you along the way yeah. that must have been really valuable to you so valuable and it was like and it's it really is essential even if you're not lucky I know it's like not everyone has a lawyer best friend and a dad as an accountant kind of thing but who do you know and who and you'll be surprised that people who will give you time as well like because also I think I you know reaching out to an old client it was a bit like oh are they even going to give me this and they jumped and I also my first team member was a woman I used to work with and now she is still with me now and uh, she was like obviously the best hire I ever had for so many reasons but also my second child ended up very very sick so literally all my husband had to do was message her and be like um baby's been born but he's sick so don't know when you'll hear from don't know when you'll hear it from us basically yeah and he's okay now He's okay now. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, he, you know, he had had this thing called a sudden unexpected postnatal collapse. So basically, he like stopped breathing and had like several heart attacks, and um, a little bit um, like bleeding on the lungs, and he had to be cooled. So his um brain, they weren't sure like what his life would look like at one point, but mm-hmm. healthy, thriving, smashing the targets, child, been discharged mm-hmm. from everything now. So he's three years old next month. So yeah. <laughs> You, you're literally turning in from a superhero into Wonder Woman at every stage during the conversation. <laughs> and it literally is because I ask for help, to be clear on that. I think there's times, you know, and that's, you know, being kind to myself, but asking for help from others because it yeah. is that, like, you can't do it alone. And actually, I would then bring that back to how did you find the kind of VA industry in terms of support during that period? That was fantastic. It's learning out here. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So I think it was absolutely brilliant when, um, especially when I was leading up to mat leave and obviously being nervous about that, launching full stop because I was a bit like, I've done this kind of been a VA before and I fa- I, I failed at it. I actually I realized the video is not showing, but in inverted things, I, I felt I'd failed at it. So I was like, firstly, is it just going to look this ridiculous? Caroline's doing this again and trying to compete or, you know, just, and it wasn't like that at all. Like I felt just so part of the community, which is lovely. I got a mentor, Amanda Johnson, yes. VACT. lady. You know, and it's how these things work out as well. So she was so excellent and not judgmental about Mm -hmm. maternity leave. So she was like, you may not want to take it. You may want to take a year. You may want to take a couple of months. It was just very matter of fact. Whereas before my experience about me taking little mat leave from my first, it was full of judgment, Mm -hmm. full of like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like just so negative then to walk in a room and actually be in a room because it was COVID so it was like that was a miracle in itself 
<laughs> to be in a room and just be like the this is your options it's your choice kind of thing was amazing and then also it turns out you know she can also relate to like uh, sick babies in neonatal intensive care so I think sometimes like you have these relationships for a reason at a certain time yeah you so do and I that's one thing that I always say to people you know if they if they get in touch saying I'm looking for somebody to coach or mentor me or whatever it is that they're looking for and and I always say talk to everyone there'll be a common connection there'll be that little moment of oh you're my person don't make any decisions until you make that get those sort of little connection points because that's where the relationship will grow from and you will feel very much more supported by somebody where there's that empathy that kind of thing where you connect um I think that is and I I couldn't I mean I echo exactly what you say I mean I've never worked in a female-led industry which is as supportive as this one is. Mm. Mm. It's quite extraordinary. Maybe because it originally is, I'm just like brainstorming it, but maybe because it really is like properly female-led versus we know our backgrounds versus some, you know, industries that, you know, I have originally had men be really successful Mm. so we're doing things the men's way whereas in a lot of virtual assistant industry it's about doing things the more feminine you know I think you've actually hit the nail on the head we've molded it we've shaped it we've developed it and as a result of it it's a much better place for it I mean I'm not going on the feminist route here by any stretch (laughs) but there is something very unusual I mean if you work with women in industry you don't have these well you do but it's rare mm-hmm. um you know that this is quite an exceptional environment and i i'm i mean i'm sure i say this on most podcasts that i record you know it, it is the most extraordinarily supportive environment there is no element of feeling that you are competing um you know we've all recognized that We've got our own place in this industry, regardless yeah. of whether or not you niche, you don't niche, you know, it, 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 we all have a place, we really do. Balancing entrepreneurship, which is exactly what you're doing, as well as team leadership and motherhood simultaneously is no small feat, Caroline. Share your insight on maintaining that kind of work, life, children that whole sort of balancing act especially you know at the early stages of your business give us a bit of an insight yeah I guess especially at the early stages when I look back because that's a really good point to bring because it is like I you know when I came back so more when I came back from Tennessee I felt a lot of pressure at first I do you know it was as much as it was lovely to run UK best newcomer in 2021 it felt a lot of pressure of like okay now I've got to do well in my business and that's self-pressure that's not here I am as the winner (laughs) I'm like on a three-month-old I don't know what to do and then um I picked up a few clients that year but then it was kind of like returning after a year it was like and obviously not having map pay January 2021 which was also when my my PTSD kicked in after NICU <laughs> 2022 sorry yeah, yeah. and it was really like I need to get clients to build this business if this is the model that's going to work for me and work for my family kind of thing and it has been a real process where I've not always got it right and I've been like especially with my first my second start in life my lack of mat leave with my first it was like I was so defensive after another after another isn't it it's a lot to to 
exactly on that shoulder it's a lot and it's a lot to feel like what's going to work for me and my family how can I do this but not sacrifice how I parent or how I look after everyone because I'm not looking after everyone very well with my mindset but also grow the business and provide great service to the clients but be there for the team and that's the huge thing about having a team business is that and that's you know I've listened to podcasts about people businesses with founders who are like I'll never have people business again because it's not been for them and because it is it is a challenge it can be brilliant Mm -hmm. absolutely brilliant I've just come off some VA biannual reviews last week and the feedback is overwhelming but also there are always challenges within it something going on whether it's personal for them or with the clients something like that and um I think slowly a big one I've had to find a routine that works for us and it's always been my husband pushing me to work more and it's not because he wants me to work more it's because he can see that the stress of like not having my kid in nursery has like weighed hard on me. And especially as my second was a really bad sleeper for a long time. Oh, bless you. Yeah. So, and that meant a lot of things didn't go to plan because you can't function if you can't sleep. Mm -hmm. But I think when I got up to it, I got up to four days per week, two years in. So that'd be September. What are we in now? 2022. I went up to now. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. (laughs) And I think that worked really well, but also leaning in on my community manager. I think for a while, if I'm really, really honest, and I think a lot will relate to this, I felt very insecure for a little while that people would like her. (laughs) Yep, I can totally relate to that. Yep. So uh, she'd be like doing things and I'm like, oh, they all like her more than me. And then so I really that's been my thing. You know, when people struggle to delegate, that's been my thing to let go of. And I'm like and realized and that's probably my insecurity at the time. And it's been a whole journey. And then whereas more and more I've just been trying to let go off to her because she is so good at that. And it really weighs up so much frees up so much time so I can be more client side still there for the team still do things like this by annual reviews and be a, help shape and lead the community but have her help there as well yeah you've grown in three years massively I mean you sort of going back to 2020 just being you you've got a team of 30 freelancers I think I'm correct in saying 30 <laughs> What it, it kind of dips sometimes. It's between twenty five and thirty, depending on the client load. But okay. and yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, what what sort of strategies do you employ with regards to managing that, but also the the sort of what do you attribute the success to? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I think I've, I'm really strict on a process. I, I mean, I was even talking about it. I've got an ops person who helps me just like refine, stay on top of processes. And that's all they do. And they like, but I know them all inside out as well. And all was doing them before. And like, we were literally like having a geeky moment about a process. And I was like, people don't get this. <laughs> I was, and so I think you know, as much as it, it really is about the people, but also the processes help the people. Like 
having a great onboarding process for your yeah. team and how showing them where everything is and having that like touch points place and knowledge base I'm not saying it's perfect but it's something we're constantly refining and same for the clients and it just means that everything is smoother yeah. and then we're not stressed so then no one else feels stressed because if we're stressed at people then it the just team- filters straight down doesn't it yeah, yeah. Yeah. And have we had moments like that? Potentially. But um, it's about getting constantly better at that and realising, like with any good business, there will be moments that are heavier than others. But I think we really always try and I, I don't I've been kind of learning a lot about empathy recently, try and lead from a place of empathy and everyone there wants to do a good job and is like, excellent at their job in my opinion but everyone has times in their lives where things just happen and you have to support them kind of thing and as a business we have to you know take the lead on that kind of thing so I think it's a real mix of obviously the team community we're trying to build but you have to have the processes alongside that yeah and generally when you take sort of new joiners on is that because you've got a sort of client capacity issue or do you do the other and sort of bring people in and say there'll be work but hang on I don't do it that way I know lots do but that kind of stresses me out yes (laughs) yeah I'm not saying it's a bad way it's just it's just not the way we do it and it's the way we do have an eclectic mix of clients we have our very who we support like and success you know with our startups scale-ups SMEs founders we have we also have like a few different other sort of clients and I love having VAs who I know that can support them in a different capacity and it means like say for example we've got this retired lawyer and his VA aren't quite the same as everyone else on the team but it's so lovely to have them there and we've got some this small client base of luxury high-end makers and we're their only team member and help them and we're like help them run their business so it's a real different skill set those VAs have so you know it, it would be like lovely to say oh we're having another client from this pot and we've got someone sat there waiting but that's not how we work really no. and I and I think from a business and entrepreneurship perspective running your business it, it makes sense the client comes you find the right and appropriate support for them not you've got the support but not the client that's exactly that's, and yeah. having seen it at a different agency all the time it would be a case of a VA having capacity and taking on a client rather than being the right VA for them and that wasn't good for either of them no, in my opinion. I think that's right and you don't get the longevity then in the relationships yeah. that you build because yeah. it's just chucking them together rather than being a bit more strategic about it what have you found sort of most challenging about running your own business because it's not as straightforward as perhaps it might look to the outside world yeah I I'm I found really hard which is something I'm discovering right now having been three years out of childbirth and two years out of breastfeeding um I can see when my second will be starting preschool and school and things in the horizon and I feel it's making me that's probably people are going to say this is awful but a bit more ambitious but I think strategy has been a huge blocker for me of 
where do I go with this? I know what I can do. Where do I want to go with Upsource? And what does that look like? And how do we get there? And that's something I'm starting to figure out, but feel more confident to figure out. Because mm-hmm. I think before it'd be like, oh, I don't want to grow too big. Oh, I, which is right. You don't want to go. I'd still believe no. it. <laughs> and I steady steady yeah, steady in the hair and all that sort of thing exactly yeah. we've done a lot of collaborate you know um just getting everything pulling everything making it tighter in 2023 you know understanding who our clients are what the services are that's been really good to do in 2023 and it means we can target people more hopefully next year and then just get that strategy piece in place of okay where is upsource going as a business because I really think we have buy something special there in our team and things and it's what we can do with it yeah and I think you clearly have got something very special um you know you really have it's it's not very often I get to speak to somebody that I really immediately see how much the team clearly like you um, you are very (laughs) Very, I suspect, hugely ins- inspirational to all of them. You know, you've clearly got the empathy marked. You've clearly got the strategy developing. You know, it's a good place to be. Why wouldn't you want to come and work at Upsource? I mean, this- oh, well, good question. Let's get everyone in list. Yeah, yes. So I'm <laughs> chucking in KTVA and I'm coming up to join Upsource. Yay, welcome. And it's, it is that thing of like, you know, and I think that's the point of the industry as well. If I feel like if there's a legacy of other VA businesses that, I've come because they've worked at Upsource before that would be like lovely how How amazing is that yeah Yeah, that would just be heaven wouldn't it yeah bless Mm. you and I suspect you're not far off being doing it either um (laughs) what motivated you to start the podcast because it's so nice to speak to a fellow (laughs) podcaster it really is it's it's a real privilege actually because having you know exactly what it takes to put these sort of things together but come on tell us about um it's bump to business owner I love the name well you know it does what it says on the tin I feel like we didn't really have a niche with upsource and there's very much a niche niche with the podcast so I like to throw in something Um, honestly as you can tell I've clearly lost track of the years the past three years so I feel like I've basically had this idea since I had the upsource plan in place but obviously there was never a right time to start it and I'd always be like this is the year this is the year and then actually we do some lunch and learns on the team and we had a lovely lady called Orla who used to do podcasting services for people come and do a lunch and learn help us learn how as a VA because I could just tell I had some techie people on the team who might want to provide podcast services and there was one woman in particular all had I know that I was basically training (laughs) to be my podcast editor and um yes it wasn't really an ulterior motive maybe there was yeah (laughs) and then it's also this thing because it's again putting yourself out there doing something really different I'd like as you can appreciate as a fellow podcaster it's just again doing something that you've never done before and then having to feel like you're telling the world you're doing it and so um the lady on my team just kept me like accountable we came up with a project plan and then slowly the team started to grow so I had people also helping on show notes and um you know Instagram and things like that just putting the reels together because I just don't enjoy that and you know all of that stuff and so and it really just came around in the fact I felt there was just this gap for 
a place where ambitious founders who are also mothers can go and I don't care what stage of motherhood you at because I know I think the bump to business owner can sometimes think we all have to be early years of motherhood you might have kids that have flown the nest and now you're ready to start your business and so this is the place for you or you know going through IVF and hoping the kids is on your path at some point because I know I do have people who aren't mothers listening but hoping motherhood is in their journey and wondering how we do it try and be optimistic but also realistic and just provide that little bit of hope because I think for me with everything I went through to listen to people saying this was awful would have been great for me but not for everyone <laughs> you know I just think it's brilliant I really do um you know I I started my business because I had a daughter with special educational needs and I just knew that I needed to be around and yeah. you know I I was lucky in the fact that I could and I rather like you got the first couple of clients under my belt and that was it I was off and running almost before I'd even thought about it um but I had to be at home I just could not be in an office there was just no way I was ever going to be able to do that so I think the podcast is absolutely spot on because there isn't really anything that you know kind of talks about those subjects and then empowers women to go oh okay maybe I can do this exactly really important sharing that because it is a whole host of other issues like what you're facing with appointments and just changing your life with a send child and we actually have a lady called Maria slow style mindset she talks about this because her first child and she's eight now but get talks through the whole process of that and it's just like hearing stories like that and yours is just so important yeah no I I mean my my daughter's story is quite extraordinary oh gosh she's now nursing in Oxford so that how is how extraordinary is she training there my mum did her nurse training in Oxford (laughs) did she so she's finished her degree first and she's now working in the Churchill Hospital in Oxford doing gynae oncology well a credit to you then you may no 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 oh (laughs) it's all her her own work I'm gonna give you motherhood credit though (laughs) it's my life's work I would probably say is my greatest achievement um but yeah no an amazing I mean amazing just and she's extraordinary Um, anyway enough about me that's very boring um (laughs) I could hear more How did you go about sort of putting the team together for Upsource? Because you've got very diverse clients. There must be something that's sort of quite unique about the people that you recruit, because I know that there's a long term commitment with those who are working for you. So how what's the magic ingredient? How do you go about recruiting and finding them? I don't I that's something I need to I talk all about processes and my recruitment process could be better for the fact it could be you know that's something I'm going to have to build on at some point to be completely transparent but it, it really is um I think sometimes just luck sometimes just getting that feeling like you said when someone comes and they you know I get that feeling towards matchmaking and yes that sort of feel yeah would be great for that as well as a great fit on the team kind of thing yeah, and yeah. you know and not everyone has the same level of input within the team community as everyone else that's just the way it is that's also how people are at work some are more you know reserved than others kind of thing and that's just how it goes but um it it really is um 
I kind of at the minute still talk to most people who come to Upsource and because unless there's things like they're not based in the right place or I really feel they need to go away and get some experience elsewhere find out what if I get a feeling they're not sure what they want to do kind of thing I'm like you know quite in it yeah I'll send them the resources of where they can go to like you know Facebook and things and find out more about the VA world and the tools we use and things but otherwise I still speak to most people who tend to come towards us and also put job roles out on various Facebook thing when I look at yeah so I kind of take a real recruiter eye to this and who's going to be the right fit and matchmaking as one of my clients put it we said I'm going to probably set up a dating service one day because I clearly like that um and then it's another professional service why not exactly (laughs) it's just different yeah exactly it's the same um and then with the team that tends to have come quite organically actually like I've seen certain skills and I'm like I really need help with this whether it's doing my newsletters my operations and processes um uh, real editing graphics it, yes. it really has been quite organic with uh, you've got this skill set would you fancy helping me out please? absolutely but then it's amazing how that works so well and and do you get together are you kind of a social team as well or are you a very disparate group it's actually really hard because 50% of us are mothers and uh, from no, from like Cornwall to Scotland, I think we lost a few of our Scot- Scottish ones. They moved on in a nice way. I'm still friends with them. <laughs> so Newcastle, they're almost Scotland. Um, from Cornwall to Newcastle, we got someone based in Portugal, Spain and a couple in South Africa. So it's very, very hard to get together. Yeah. But I do meet with solo with ones in town who happen to be in the area and also 50 percent being mothers at different stages it just makes it more challenging I would love to do it at some point maybe have a five-year anniversary or something like that oh, my that husband would be great <laughs> yes that would be really good trying yeah. to get everybody in sort of locally one of the things I really wanted to sort of drill down on it we we were talking just now about you kind of building that sort of team where it works it, being a virtual assistant isn't for everybody mm. you know and 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 I don't think you or I would be anything other than doing a disservice to the industry if we weren't to say that you know this this is not just an easy admin job yeah Thank what you. do you think <laughs> the specific skills and mindsets that you have found useful and that you then sort of look for in others oh that's a great question um I think actually this is a really good one I was doing a project with my son on it like a real growth mindset Mm -hmm. so because that the industry is changing and quickly and I you know there may be people who have fantastic fantastic experience like you know working with high level C-suites in the same role for 30 years. But, you know, and that might be right for a certain kind of client and if you can find that kind of thing. But the ones with the sort of clients we tend to work with day to day, it really is like there's new software, the clients might want help to stay in front of it. We've got to have that mindset to be able to do it. But also alongside the growth mindset, a kind of persistence that, makes you want to help others and work with others and support others and and that is you know key as well is that I think sometimes 
there's a disservice in the VA industry. It's not in the VA industry. It's it's a particular sort of group on TikTok that sell this as something you can do from your phone for 45 minutes a day and earn £10,000. And it's like, no, you need to be set up at your laptop working this is a job and um some jobs don't require that and they <laughs> go you know at those but this is a laptop based job and you need to refine your boundaries and your hours if you have to be flexible and specific which is great that's the point of this as well but um you know you have to do the hours in order to earn the money that's like frankly especially at the start there may be other ways you can diversify your income absolutely but at the start yeah you've got yeah this is a skilled profession yes yes and Um, that's and whether it's operations per traditional personal executive assistant support hr recruitment you know because there's so much scope under virtual assistant now but they're all skilled and if they're not skilled you up you put in the work to upskill and learn basically quick question what do you think of the um ob was it obm versus va oh <laughs> have you spoken to amanda johnson on this one it's you interesting. Know, enough, i haven't i wish i had because i i love this question i think it's a very certain type of specific client that would use the term obm and yeah. they don't tend to be the ones that come to us because we tend mm-hmm. to come businesses that have teams and employees we do have a few solopreneurs and coaches but they also tend to be coaches for corporates not online coaches so I think it's a very specific person that I've heard of this term Um, I think it's just business management which is what our teams do whether it's personal assistant management or more operational business management so um, you may want someone to come in specifically to build a software or you want to call them your OBM because that's, you know, there's a status thing with that. I, you know, like having a business manager rather than an EA or an EA over a PA. It, these are all just words. Yeah, they're all absolutely <laughs> they're all sort of the same old stuff dressed up in a slightly different way. Exactly. Like, and I think it's more people selling courses to people and maybe over promising how much they can charge per hour. I'm not saying you aren't capable of all earning that but it's you know a very specific client base out there and you've really got to know what you're selling and to who to get that per hour kind of thing I think that's a great answer thank you I hope it was also kind but like (laughs) exactly I mean you know it's it is it's that whole thing of you know just another title for title's sake yes you don't actually have to change something if it's broken you know and unless you are very driven by titles it means nothing to me at all I mean it's irrelevant and you have a VA who's an operations manager somewhere and an EA somewhere else it's up to the client (laughs) looking ahead we're coming to the end of the podcast and it's my classic wrapping up question what are your goals and future plans for Upsource and where do you see yourself in the next sort of five years Oh, that's a lovely question. As I was saying, talking about strategy. Sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, I would really like to grow. I'd like to be, you know, um, I'm, I'm end up going down a feminist route here. But there's it, the in agency industry has been dominated by male-headed ones for a while that come with certain things like salaries, differences between female-led ones. Yeah. So I'd really like to see mine, along with other agencies, really boost up the industry 
through providing female-led agencies, which I can see is happening, which is great. Um, there's a lot that's going to be happening in the industry for the next five to six years. And I just hope we stay at the front of that and continue to grow in it. And But grow strategically as well, not growth for growth's sakes. But I do want to see it as an entrepreneur, how far I can grow this business and grow something that's positive for the industry, hopefully. Yes. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that you will do exactly that. Um, wow. You have come an incredibly long way in a very, very short period of time. And that is massively impressive. Um, I've enjoyed every second of our conversation today. And I genuinely cannot thank you enough for giving up valuable time to, to natter with this old bird who's been doing it for a wee while. Um, I we'll share all of your contact details in the show notes and obviously make sure that there's links um to um the the podcast as well which is really important you must all go and listen to it all of you particularly i don't care if you've got older children younger children haven't had any children yet thinking of having children you've got to go and listen because it is for everyone <laughs> it is it is for everyone and it is fab and it's beautifully presented and put together so please all go and listen thank you thank you so much caroline genuinely it's been lovely to talk to you oh thank you so much katie honestly a pleasure and i loved learning more about you as well so thank you take care bye-bye thank you so much for listening please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels all the details will be in the show notes and please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes or even if you would like to be a guest yourself